0: is if you go to their webpage TABC right and you you look at their about us section you see the very thing the thing they brag about actually on their their webpage the second big bullet point <laughs> is they are a, a a tax collecting entity that they brag about collecting at more than 300 million dollars in oh. excess of 300 million dollars a year in tax revenue for the state of Texas. <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to the better call clay podcast joining me today in studio is my lovely bride alita caldwell hello
1: hello babe how are you i'm
0: good i, I wrote through into this sort of the last minute i I'm, what i want to talk about today is the texas alcoholic beverage commission
1: well, what we really want to talk about is why i had to wait three minutes to buy my alcohol on sunday because it makes such a huge difference in when i start drinking
0: well no i mean but if we're fair i mean we're not Jones in to start drinking at eleven fifty-eight, but i mean what what is the difference between say eleven fifty-five and 12 o'clock <laughs> i have no idea that's why i agreed to do this podcast right 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 so well let's let's frame this thing properly though let's talk first about Texas has some very archaic, uh, archaic. I'll I'll say archaic. And 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 for those of you who don't know what that means, that means like ancient, like very, like third century.
1: Like their their rules like have no rhyme or reason.
0: Old, <laughs> old. And the agency that's tasked with uh, basically creating these rules and enforcing these rules is equally archaic. And I'll just go ahead and I don't like the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission at all. I find them useless.
1: Right. I I mean, mean,
0: I'll use the word. (laughs) Really?
1: Completely useless, babe? Completely. Completely useless. (laughs) As
0: in, uh, they need to go away.
1: Like, I mean, I was super surprised that they let the delivery of alcohol happen during the coronavirus. Right.
0: We're still in the Rona. Right. Right. We're We're still in the middle. We're in a pandemic. And yes, they have allowed delivery. You can get beer and and wine and, and I can get hard liquor hard liquor to go
1: to go but I can't get alcohol on a Sunday at 11 o'clock even though I'm not going to drink it now
0: the beer is so you're doing your shopping a little before noon because right because what what are you trying to do there you're trying to beat the Baptist right
1: right I'm trying to beat the people coming out of church right. I'm trying to get there a little bit early right
0: so and, and we're doing church online so we're we're not going all the way till noon, so we're we're heading to the grocery store to get our our, our beer to float in our pool, and uh, it's 11:55, and we have to do a holding pattern so we can check out. So, so let's talk
1: about what is. The, let, let's go and talk I don't. I want to hear about why you think they're completely worthless. <laughs> worthless. <laughs> I, worthless. Worthless. But we have to start out with exactly what is the
0: TABC. Okay, so the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission is is just that. It's a commission of people, right? There that they have an enforcement branch. Uh, they basically have officers with guns and badges, uh, but they are tasked with regulating the entire uh, liquor and, and alcohol uh, manufacturing, distribution, and marketing and sales uh, uh, sales trade. I mean, basically the entire alcoholic beverage trade. And so, uh, but more importantly, and, and I think this is where this is how they've stuck around so long is if you go to their webpage, TABC, right? And you you look at their About Us section, you see the very thing, the thing they brag about actually on their, their webpage, the second big bullet <laughs> point is, they are a, a, a tax collecting entity that they brag about collecting at more than $300 million In excess of $300 million a year in tax revenue for the state of Texas. Wait, so stop. Let's be real. The
1: reason they allowed alcohol to be delivered was because the state of Texas couldn't afford the tax (laughs) decrease. That would happen because they shut everything down,
0: right? Well, it's even more complicated than that. Not only did they not want to lose that tax revenue, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But to add a layer to the bad onion, okay, (laughs) the package store right mm-hmm. the liquor store we know them as liquor stores package stores their lobby is so strong and and <laughs> and a lot of these package stores have been around since the 30s why what do you well, I don't know what that term means package store well it's just a fancy word for liquor store okay so we know our local liquor stores right right the one by my house is potter's liquor yeah I is that mean, a
1: packard pit is that that's,
0: that's, a, that's a package okay. store now we don't want to just stare potters because we like those people we and love we, them I mean, we shop there but they are involved in a what I'm going to call a very corrupt system. There's some really strange laws as it relates to liquor licenses. Okay. So the, the ability to sell uh, whiskey versus beer. For, right. For instance, Walmart, H E D, any any publicly traded company in in uh, Texas cannot apply for and get a liquor license.
1: Well, because. And and I know this because I bought a bottle of alcohol, I tried to, (laughs) at the register at H-E-B. And because of its alcohol content, it was a Sunday, it told me I could not buy the bottle. I'm like, they're selling it at H-E-B. But their system was to keep them out of... TABC jail, right? It literally
0: told them at the register, you can't buy this on Sundays, but it, it wasn't just any alcohol. So the funny thing about that story is, uh, you were trying to buy a bottle of port wine. Sure was. And port wine, for those of you who don't know anything about alcohol, I'm, I'm a, I'm ai a, I like to, I like to brew beer. So a little minor hobby of mine, port wine has an alcohol concentration of about 20% because it's fortified or added to it is other uh, a higher distilled spirit, right? So sherry. So they put uh, a little higher alcohol content in port wine. And so it, it clocks in at about 20%. Whereas your average Cabernet from California comes in at about 14 and a half percent alcohol. Well, the TABC cutoff for whatever (laughs) random reason, stupid reason, useless reason.
1: It's it's the same reason why at uh, 11.58, you can't uh, buy the alcohol, but at noon you can.
0: 17% is a magic cutoff. Okay. So anything above 17%, you can't sell on a Sunday. You were trying to buy the port wine on a Sunday. That was your fatal mistake. Can't can't buy. We can't, can't have can't have drunkards on Sunday. So that, that leads me into my next
1: question. So why do you believe that the TABC has outlived their usefulness? Basically, I mean, they were there were there had to have been a purpose. I mean, collecting taxes is one of the purposes. Right. But why
0: why in your opinion have they outlived their usefulness? Well, there's a couple of reasons. It's, it's probably two or threefold. One, there's the tax revenue. Tremendous tax revenue, right? I mean, we generate a lot of revenue from basically regulating the business Two the lobby that is with the package stores its kind
1: of like the farmer
0: it (laughs) what the uh texas farmer get what What? texas farmer wants the texas farmer gets same thing with the package stores they have a tremendously powerful lobby that has helped create and foster these rules and has helped keep this agency around uh for instance let me give you a a really wild scenario i told you how publicly traded companies can't have a a liquor license right well any small business is limited generally to only being able to have five liquor licenses so i can have if i'm gonna say i, I want to start caldwell's package door right okay well first of all i'm a brand new business so i'm not pre-1949 okay that's important oh, that's important okay so pre, pre-1949 is important also too nobody in my family has ever owned a package store so those two things going against me. Which
1: in a small hey, business hey, world, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, hang on Go a minute. Ahead.
0: So if I, if I start a package store, I can open one and I'm allowed to do five other locations. But we know we're in Houston. We have Stex Liquor, right? Mm-hmm. I love Stex Liquor. It's I love it. Tremendous yeah. selection. They're, they're all over the place. They're all a lot. Almost
1: like of, Total Wine too. Correct. Okay.
0: Those stores uh, were either A, pre-1949... Which they're
1: not. Specs can't possibly be pre-
0: uh, I I don't know. You have to look that up. Okay. Maybe not. Or two, the really, I'm just going to go ahead and say the inbred part of this is if you're within the same family, right? If your family had a liquor store and you can show that you're a certain degree of consanguinity or affinity, marriage or blood, Mm Mm-hmm. Separated from the person who had the first store, you can keep going and have as many stores as you want, so long as it's in the family.
1: So I should have married somebody that was in the liquor business, babe.
0: If you'd have married somebody that had a package store, a y'all could have done as many liquor stores as you wanted.
1: That does not make any sense. Like, I mean, that is the most. I mean, I know that Te- I know that Texas is sometimes behind on their on their things. Is there any way they were ever? I mean, do you see a way? How do you get rid of it? How do you get rid of it? Because I mean, when you're when you're telling me things like that, the absurdity of it as a small business owner is that basically I'm limited to who I married on the and the amount that I can expand my
0: package store. Well, so the thing about the Texas is right. (laughs) We tout ourselves on being a pro business, free market state, right? I mean, we hear that everywhere. The governor says it. oh, you know- we, Do you
1: see the look on my face?
0: Right, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Especially as it relates to the liquor business because it is there is nothing free market about it. It is so tightly regulated and there are such archaic rules. We call a lot of these laws the blue laws, right? Okay. Well, and so, uh, but yes, okay. So let's get back to how do we get rid of the TABC? How do we get rid of these archaic laws? Well, in Texas, we have created this system, this commission okay because that's what we do right we can meet we create another commission
1: we're going to govern us yeah
0: yeah to govern the govern (laughs) right right? Uh, right. and so we have a sunset commission okay the purpose of the sunset commission is to periodically review state agencies and determine have they outlived their usefulness and so what you have to do if you're at home listening right our listeners this is your call to action garrett our producer he always likes to say what's the call to action he loves it right this thing so the call to action here is uh and we may even probably we'll get with Tyler and we'll figure out how to make this work that you need to write your state legislature and your state senator. And you need to let them know that it's time for the TABC to go.
1: I mean, what a waste of my taxpayer
0: dollar. Right. We need to put the TABC Mm -hmm. on the sunset commission books. We need to have them appearing before the the sunset commission so we can get rid of the tax collectors with guns and, and be out of the business of, regulating stupid archaic laws for instance i mean was i really going to turn it into the de- to the devil if i bought beer at 11 versus 1201 you might no i wasn't you should be in church babe why well, that and that's just it that gets us back to the essence of the blue law the blue laws are create <laughs> and for, for those of you who don't know have you ever tried to buy a car on a sunday that's a no-go you can't you cannot it's it, they're closed right you ever try to buy a motorcycle on a sunday cannot do it i, I think they're closed too no can't you, do it you ever try to buy liquor on a sunday
1: you cannot like atb told me i mean literally
0: well, that's not, not just wine and beer because you can buy
1: that but right. i mean anything over the 17 percent, you cannot buy
0: can't buy it on sunday at all depend, it doesn't matter what time it is because you should be in church you ever try to buy Ever try to buy liquor on uh, Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, or New Year's Day?
1: I mean, I haven't kept track of it, but
0: well, you can't do it. You can't do it either. No, they're they're not open, babe. Uh, babe, right? I mean, we got to. You know, so look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not religion, right? I'm not Christian, so absolutely. However, I mean, I don't. Why can I not? I'm not smart enough to make my own decisions about what I drink you know when i drink it i mean
1: and that's the personal standpoint for you for as a small business owner it's frustrating to me that i have a government agency regulating how i can run my business even if i follow all of their own rules
0: so there's two different schools of thought there right one school of thought is businesses are losing revenue because well for instance package stores right Right. going back to the liquor store only allowed to operate for 66 hours in a week (laughs) i don't know But you can
1: deliver alcohol from a restaurant
0: 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, only during the Rona, you know, only during the Rona. Uh, But yeah, so 66 hours a week is the limit of your retail. uh, And many of those stores operate on small margins because they're small family businesses. And so we're literally limiting their ability to make sales, right? We keep our store open on Sunday. Now, granted, we don't open till one. Correct. So we're still, our employees still going to church, spending time with their families. Uh, we don't expect as many sales on Sunday, so we don't have as large a staff, but it's still a day where we can, I mean, we can literally make the weekly payroll with just a Sunday's worth of sales.
1: Oh, right. I mean, Sunday's not an option for me. Like I need to, I have to be open. We have to grind it out on Sunday. Right,
0: right. Yeah. but we're not allowing package stores to do this. Now the flip side of it is uh, a lot of people believe or, or, or see stores being closed on Sunday as sort of a progressive labor movement um type of platform where hey it's important for people the average worker to be at home on Sunday with their family right we want to protect the sanctity of family time and things like that so there's this balance right so you can cut both ways but I guess my my point with all this is let's let the business owner make that decision and not the state government less regulation right less regulation let's let the market regulate itself
1: right i mean nobody told me i have to not open till one o'clock but i we do that because that's what the market Correct. drives i mean Correct. i don't really need to
0: right so in essence yes we we have this mechanism where we can get rid of the tabc if we want to and and it's a grassroots thing you're going to have to write your legislature your 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 state representative your state senator uh in our area that's dr greg Bonin, state representative and senator larry taylor um at, at least in the friendswood area mm-hmm. uh you know you can get online and you can look for your local state legislator your state representative your state senator uh write them and, and you need to tell them hey time for the tabc to go before the sunset commission time to decide we need to we need to reform our texas liquor laws we need to get rid of this agency that that quite honestly uh, it, it, well, one of the things it's done. So it's it's find it's found itself not having a purpose during the coronavirus pandemic. Right? So we're gonna
1: make a purpose, right? We're a government agency, right? We gotta
0: have something to do, <laughs> right. right? So what did we do? Well, we sent our enforcement agents out to conduct sting operations yeah. and to find bars and restaurants, uh, places serving alcohol, that weren't adhering to social distancing, right? They weren't keeping patrons six feet apart or more. Right, and-
1: because bars are closed again.
0: Right, right, well, they were open for a right. time. And so they weren't keeping people far enough apart and they weren't requiring people to wear a mask. And so what did TADC do? Well, suddenly, hey, now it's a violation of your liquor license if you don't follow these social distancing guidelines. So they've yanked some people's liquor licenses across the state because quite frankly, they didn't have anything better to do. And and yanking the license now causes administrative issues that will result in more revenue.
1: Well, and it just, I mean, from a business standpoint, it's just a regulatory, I mean, I, I mean, I'm already a bar and I'm already losing my regu- my, my revenue. I mean, I'm thankful every day I don't own a bar. Um, but now I'm also going to be cited for not following the rules when quite frankly, some of my customers coming in, they're not impressed by the rules. They, they don't want, I mean,
0: yeah, they don't necessarily want to follow the rules. Again, it all gets back to how the TABC has become, or probably has been for the last, I don't know. We'll call it thirty years. Um, what's the word I use? Useless. Useless. So
1: yes. yeah, I think we got to continue to talk about things like this because it goes back to what we say on my podcast all the time: knowledge is power. And and unless people understand the systems, and we're kind of getting a, a microscope of the systems right now because, I mean, we're in the we're in the corona.
0: So quick call to action, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a legal podcast. I'm a lawyer. Uh, you can face criminal penalties for violating TABC regulations. Uh, providing alcohol to minors, uh, if you're at a bar restaurant over serving people, uh, serving people past your, your designated hours, uh, selling to people on Sundays, uh, the wrong kind of alcohol can lead to not only administrative penalties with your license, but also criminal penalties. We're talking six months in county jail we're talking a year in county as the jail. business owner as a business owner as a bartender as a server as any employee that that has a tabc certification you can be jailed for some of these violations hmm. uh, and that's where i come in right i'm the right. lawyer uh so if you find yourself in that situation you find yourself on the wrong end of the tabc criminal matter uh, you better call clay so i just remind everybody you can find us on youtube anchor podcast Uh, Facebook at the Law Office of John C. Caldwell, and also uh, our website, www.claycaldwell.law. If you find yourself facing the TABC, the very useless organization that it is, uh, call Clay. So thanks, honey, for coming on and giving the small business side of this and for uh, talking about the TABC today with me.
1: No problem. Thanks, babe.